Thank you for that. Let's go to the book of Joshua in chapter number one. Thank you for being here tonight and not at home watching the Seahawks. Amen. Uh, make sure you uh, check your neighbor. Uh, if they got their phone out, uh, tell them put it away. Uh, and you guys in the back, you watch Brother Proper up there. Uh, and so we got ESPN on the computer screen. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, and I just, I just feel like anybody who stayed, now there are people today that said, oh, I got to go home, get ready to watch the game as they're leaving church. Uh, and, uh, and I said, oh, re- uh, really? And uh, those people jinx it. So the Seahawks are going to lose tonight because uh, uh, Christians stay home and watch uh, the football game. It's why uh, it's kind of like I want to root for them uh, to get to the Super Bowl, but then I also don't because I know people stay home from church. Amen. But not you. Uh, you are here. So thank you very, very much uh, for being here tonight. Uh, this morning, we uh, kind of ran from Deuteronomy chapter number 31 and talked through several uh, chapters there at the end of Deuteronomy into Joshua chapter number one uh, in really speaking to the idea of having strength, being strong and having good courage. Uh, we concluded with the understanding uh, that I feel uh, from that, that this is what God would have for us. He commands, as we read about in verse number 9, Have not I commanded thee, uh, be strong and of a good courage. Uh, but I also mentioned as I was reading uh, the previous verses, up from 7 verses 8 uh, in chapter number 1, uh, in dealing with uh, the Word of God in meditation on the Word of God, uh, is where I was originally going, to where we're going tonight with this, and I hope it'll help you. There's a difference between reading your Bible and meditating on your Bible. Uh, as I mentioned sports, uh, as an example, just a little bit ago with the Seahawks, uh, there's a lot of guys I can talk to, and I mean, they know a lot about football, uh, and you know, who's on what team, and, uh, and all these different things, and perhaps you play fantasy football, and uh, I don't have anything uh, against that unless you're uh, gambling or whatever. I don't think you should be doing that. Uh, but, uh, but I've just never got involved with it, uh, primarily, to be honest, because I don't know a whole lot about the different players or whatever. I love watching football. Uh, and, but if you were to ask me, uh, you know, who's on what team and stuff, I could name some Seahawks and whatnot, uh, but, uh, but I don't follow it that closely. But there are some people, as they can just talk, they can tell you uh, not only the names of the guys on the team, but like what college they went to. Uh, and you know, all these different statistics and things. They know how to talk football uh, or baseball or golf or hunting and fishing. There's a lot of things that we can talk about. Uh, and uh, that's just not, you know, uh, you know there's uh, ladies that hunt and fish and all that. And I think that's awesome too. But there's some things that ladies like to talk about. Uh, and uh, and they can, you get them started on it and they're going to go for a long time. Uh, so you, you know a, a lot about it. Uh, that helps you to have the conversation. In fact, when I was in Bible college, uh, they told us to try to know a little bit about a lot of different things so that you can strike up conversations uh, with people. And talking is great. But one of the things I've noticed uh, is that there are Christians who, they don't know how to speak Bible. Uh, they could talk all day long about their favorite sports team, uh, but you ask them about their favorite Savior, and they don't know what to say. It's like they don't, they don't speak God's language. They don't speak uh, Bible. They, uh, they, you can't keep a conversation up with them for a little bit. I, I've, had, I've had more Bible conversations with my lost barber uh, than I've had with many Christians. And he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Now we have some doozies uh, as we're talking. I want him to get saved and, uh, and so witness to him. If you ever go there, uh, I hope that you witness to him as well. Uh, but you put a quarter in that man and he will talk you to death. Uh, and, uh, and so I've got to keep it on, uh, on point uh, with him. Uh, but I'm just saying that it's, a, it's sad that I can have better conversations 
oftentimes with someone who's not saved uh, about God and about faith, about you know religion in general. Uh, and we just, we just don't know. And part of the reason is, is we don't meditate on God's Word. We read it. And we're going to challenge you in 2020 at one point uh, to do a 90-day Bible reading challenge. Uh, that means uh, reading the Bible at least an hour every day for those 90 days in order to get through the Bible. Uh, and those are, when you do the 90-day challenge, you can't skip a day. Because uh, if you get behind an hour, uh, it'd be, you, uh, your, your plan is going to be off and uh, it's very hard to get back, uh, but 90 days. And when I said that uh, several weeks back as an option, and I just kind of watched, I saw people, I saw some people in uh, Bream Baptist Church roll their eyes. Uh, I, saw, I saw some people like, uh, almost like uh, their body language, like, oh, that's impossible. Uh, in order to do that. It is possible. You can read the Bible in 72 hours. You can just, why don't we do this one time? Why don't we just not eat for 72 hours and just read our Bible? Uh, probably, I wouldn't get anybody to sign up for that one, would I? And, uh, but you can read the Bible at a regular reading pace, 72 hours, and read it. But the problem is, is that we read it, and we don't, we don't stop and think about it. We don't, and it doesn't get engrafted. Uh, we, don't, we can't recall it. Uh, we read it, we don't retain it. Uh, that could be also a function of our own, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, issues and problems with retention and wh- whatever. Uh, but most of the time, it's because we're just reading it to get it done and not reading to meditate on it. So the Bible teaches us some important things about meditation uh, in the Word of God in chapter number 1. But I want to begin reading. Let's back up just a little bit into verse number 5 of Joshua chapter number 1. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. This is uh, the mantle being passed, of course, to Joshua as we discussed this morning. Uh, Moses uh, was the man. Uh, he is, uh, God had sent him uh, to the mountain uh, and told him to go up there and die. And he went up there, uh, looked over Canaan, saw all the land that God had promised Abraham and his children that he couldn't go into. Uh, much of that had to do, obviously, with, uh, with uh, the striking of the, uh, of the rock and, uh, and, and all that had gone on with the murmurings and complaining. And if, and if I were, if you were uh, not um, part of all of that, and you were a generation that got to go into uh, the promised land, uh, there'd be a part of me that would be like, you know, for some people, but hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and die already uh, because God said we can't go in until this generation is passed. And so people had, uh, had passed and passed. Now Moses was sent up there and uh, they mourned him for 30 days and this mantle was passed. We uh, talked about the fact that, uh, that he had uh, Moses and instructed the children of Israel to be strong and of a good courage. They uh, charged uh, Joshua with that very same thing, that the people said, we're going to follow you, only be thou strong and of a good courage. And then we see that God had commanded him uh, with that there in these verses. Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage, for unto us this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. And notice what it says, is that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Now, we'll stop there for just a moment. Uh, we, we think about strength and courage as they face uh, the, the giants, uh, the, the different uh, nations uh, in, that were there and the walled cities and the many battles that we read about. There's a certain aspect of strength and courage that is needed 
uh, to, to fight, to be a warrior, uh, to go into a place that, uh, that they had heard that evil report and to go in and to go with confidence that the Lord was fighting for them, uh, strength and courage needed for that kind of, uh, of battle. Uh, but the scriptures also teach us that strength and courage are needed uh, in order to keep uh, the law. He said, be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Of course, he continues again, Have not I commanded thee, be strong, and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And that's a promise uh, to him. It's also a promise uh, as we serve God today uh, that God is ever with us. Uh, he, he fights our battles. Uh, we, he's not our co-pilot. You ever see that bumper sticker? Jesus is my co-pilot. Now, he's, he's, he's got the reins. He's got the, uh, the uh, what do they call it in, a, in an airplane? Uh, he's got the stick. <laughs> uh, he's, I'm not co-piloting him at all. Uh, he needs to be leading and directing the way in my life, and he'll do that as long as I, uh, I, as I step aside and follow him and obey him. So it talks about meditation, which we'll mention here and, and give you kind of a little bit of a, an acrostic that will help you in meditating on God's Word, uh, but it speaks of success. Um, how many of you here uh, would be honest tonight and say, Pastor, um, I don't want to be successful? Anybody like that? So success, success is for winners. <laughs> and I, just, I, just don't, I just don't want success at all. Uh, I want to be a failure. Uh, there's really nobody that does that. You know, the Scripture says that no man hates his own flesh. We, we love our flesh. We love ourselves. And uh, we, we, um, uh, we are very caught up in self-preservation in, in many respects. Not to get too far uh, off into that, I just don't really know anybody who sets out to fail. In uh, this extent, I think they might if they, you know, they'll go out, they'll know that success uh, is just working beyond, not despairing, uh, that uh, you're not a failure if you fail, uh, you're a failure if you faint, if you quit. Uh, and many, many people who have uh, successful whatever uh, have failed many, many times uh, before they, uh, maybe they found that uh, one thing uh, that they excelled in. Uh, all of us are going to fail. I believe God wants us to fail forward uh, and, and continue on to pick ourselves up. God uh, is a God of second, third, hundred chances, uh, and I'm thankful for His grace. I'm thankful for His mercy, uh, and all of us uh, will fail the Lord, we'll fail each other, uh, we'll fail at stuff and things as we do them. Uh, that's not anything that will escape, but it's always unpleasant. Uh, and it's not that we set out to do that. Uh, it's just that's what happens, and we're to have a good attitude and take things as of the Lord and uh, pick ourselves up uh, and try again. But to say, I just want to be a failure, uh, is I just really don't know anybody. Uh, nobody has ever really ever said that to me. And maybe they've said that to you, uh, and, uh, and that would be an unfortunate uh, uh, paradigm uh, with which to live, but I just, I just feel that most people uh, don't want to do that. Uh, but there's some surefire ways to fail. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, kind of a, a balance in here uh, or, uh, or a way that we can look at uh, what God says is successful, but the opposite would be true. I think, I think you're set out to be a failure if you live in the past. 
you know, there's a lot of cliches, a lot of things that people say uh, that uh, will help them uh, to get through a day. Uh, and, and one of those things is don't, you know, not, not dwelling uh, on the past. Uh, but I know a lot of people who do. In fact, uh, I will do that, and you will do that uh, from time to time. You think back at maybe uh, ways that you have failed, uh, that you failed the Lord or uh, failed you know, um, at work or failed your family, whatever the case may be, uh, and we can get so caught up in that uh, that, uh, that we don't go forward with our life. Um, many a Christian has said, well, I mean, I don't know how God could use me. Uh, I've done so many things that are wrong. Uh, I've sinned against him or I've, I've ruined myself or whatever. Uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is that God can use you. Uh, he might not be able to use you in some ways, but he can use you. And, uh, and you just got to be, uh, be uh, ready and available uh, for God to do that. Uh, but if you live in the past, that's a surefire way uh, to live in a, in a failed life. Now there's some good, in fact, the Bible says, forgetting those things which are past, and pressing on towards the mark, uh, that's forgetting those things which were bad, but it's also forgetting those things which are good. He says, I'll, I'll live as though I've not attained. Uh, he's pressing towards the mark of the high calling. He's pressing towards heaven. Uh, but there are a lot of Christians who just kind of rest on their laurels, uh, on graces or past victories. Uh, and they live in those glory, uh, those glory days. Uh, I have uh, uh, this little uh, medal um, and many people, as you've grown up, you, you probably got boxes filled with medals and trophies and ribbons and, uh, and uh, our, in our kids' room from their schooling and stuff. They got all these different things that they would, uh, they would win. Some of them are significant to them. Uh, some of them are not, uh, as are with all of us. Uh, you have those things. But there was one, there was one in particular. It was a little medal. Uh, and I had it on, uh, I don't know where it's at right now. I'd like to find it. I know I have it somewhere uh, in a box. <laughs> and, uh, but it was a medal that I, that I won for being, take, get this, and it was a basketball tournament, most valuable player. I was, most, I was the most valuable player, uh, uh, valuable player in that tournament. And, uh, and uh, so I played that. Now, you wouldn't think this because I'm short and I'm fat. Uh, but there was a time uh, where I was not fat, <laughs> still short, uh, and, uh, and I could play basketball. Uh, and I was pretty good at it. Uh, and, uh, and I have lived uh, on, upon those glory days all my life. Uh, and, uh, and I'll tell people, you want to talk basketball, I'll just tell you about this game and that game and boy, when I did this and I, when I did that. Uh, and, and, and I just, I'm, I'm living in the past because if I get out on a basketball court right now, it's ugly. Uh, and uh, you, ever, you ever, when you were a young person and you saw an adult or somebody should be out there and, and they begin to like fall uh, and they just, there's no way that they can stop? Uh, and that's me. Uh, and, uh, and so, I've, but I've lived on that. Now, I, this, I feel like, uh, you know, it was just yesterday, but it's not. I live on that. But, I, but reality check, uh, I'm not, you know, 16, 17 years old anymore uh, and things hurt. Uh, when, you, uh, when you get up there uh, and exercise. Uh, but, I, but we can live in the past. Uh, we live in the past and then we do so vicariously through our children. Um, there are a lot of people who they just wanted to be a professional athlete and they didn't make it. And so they push and push and push their kids to do it. And chances are they might not uh, make that either. Uh, but we can, we can make sure our past, negative and positive, affects our own life and can affect the lives of everybody around us. But if you live upon your past failures, um, you're not going to live a victorious Christian life. All this is a picture of victory 
and, and get into uh, that place of victory in our life to be strong and have good courage and to do that, but you're not going to do it if you're stuck on the past. Uh, how many of you in here are sinners? I'm a sinner. Are you a sinner? Uh, and uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to go through and see who is the greatest sinner uh, of all of us. We all know that we sin, we failed God, and we've, we failed God miserably. Um, but if God's forgiven you, uh, you need to move beyond that failure and press forward and let God use you. Surefire ways live in the past. And that's what Joshua and them could have done. They've been wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. I mean, they could, uh, they could go just because it was recorded uh, in the law. Uh, as you were to read the books of Moses, uh, all, the, all that we know about what had happened at that time, they all knew that. They were, they were there. Uh, and there was failure after failure. Uh, and, and, and Joshua could have lived uh, in resentment. I mean, he had to wait around uh, while, while 10 of those uh, 12 spies died uh, that came back and got that evil report. Uh, but he could have lived in the past. But no, uh, Moses... God Himself and the people all pressing Him to go forward uh, into the future. Another surefire way to be a failure is to live in fear. That's why God says to, to be strong and of a good courage. Um, fear, just it, it stops you. Uh, and uh, now there's a certain part of fear, which is natural. We have that you know, fight or flight uh, type of uh, you know, how God has made us. Uh, and uh, there's some things that should give you pause. Uh, like jumping out of an airplane, uh, and I had the privilege to do that. And uh, 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 on a tandem flight, I hope to do it again at one point. But uh, but going out, the, the very, it's 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 fearful. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and and so fear uh, is a good thing in in many respects. But I'm talking about negative fear, fear that keeps you from serving God, fear that keeps you from going forward, uh, fear of 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 the enemy, uh, fear of. Uh, those difficult things. And uh, many people, a lot of people don't try anything. And so they, they live a life, a, victor, uh, a victory-less life because they don't attempt anything. We have to attempt great things for God. So I, God's never done anything with me or for me or whatever. Well, what have you tried? Uh, and what's keeping you back? Uh, what keeps a person back from telling somebody about the gospel? They're afraid. They're afraid of what the response might be. They're afraid uh, it, that you know, the person's not going to like them or, or whatever. Uh, here's, here's, I'll let you in on a secret. Uh, if you're a Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night, go to church, read your Bible kind of person, um, they don't like you very much anyway already. And uh, they've got some opinions. They think you're crazy. In fact, in fact they, will, they, they expect you uh, uh, to tell them about Jesus because you're the most religious person uh, that they know. Uh, because you go to church all the time. You're at church again. Uh, what do you, uh, and uh, it's just it's, uh, it's out of the ordinary uh, for people. So don't worry. But fear will stop you. Uh, and fear will keep you from, uh, from doing anything. And then, and then if you choose to live without the Word of God, that's a surefire way for failures. How do you know that? Because of these verses that we read here uh, just a moment ago. So let's read those again. This book, verse number 8. Of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So there's success. I want to have success. Uh, but that success is not financial success. Um, that success, that prosperity is not what we would think about as being a prosperous or uh, uh, successful uh, if, you, if you make this much money or whatever. It's a spiritual success. Uh, it is, a, it is a, um, uh, a, an accomplishment uh, in our life 
uh, where we are obtaining wisdom and understanding and knowledge, where, where God is growing us through His grace as we uh, get into His Word. Uh, and, 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 and when you, by the way, if you have that kind of success, you're going to be content with good, uh, a good amount of blessings or um, not. Uh, when you have plenty or when, you, when, when it's feast or famine, it doesn't matter uh, whether you, uh, what kind of physical material prosperity you have, you'll be content because you've spent time in the Word of God. Uh, in, in, in the spirit of, have not I commanded thee, uh, from verse number 9, uh, doesn't God, does God say you, should, you, should, you guys should be content? He doesn't say that. He says, be, you know, be content. Uh, it, is, it is a command. So when we are discontented, it's a sin for us. Uh, when, we, when we don't want what God has given us and we've always got to uh, acquire more, and, uh, and I'm not against working and having things or whatever, but uh, there's a difference uh, between, uh, between serving God and serving mammon, between seeking after riches. and uh, But God says, labor not to be rich. If that's the reason you labor, uh, then that is, a, that is a sinful way to approach business and to approach work. Uh, the most successful people, according to this, uh, that I know, uh, are, you know, widow ladies who are retired and don't have two nickels to rub together, but they're some of the most successful, prosperous people I know. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, if you really believe the Bible uh, and this whole thing about setting your affections on things above or laying up treasures in heaven, if, you, if your perspective is a pilgrim's perspective and a vapored life, uh, then you'll know it's more important for you uh, to be in church than working overtime. Uh, it is, it is, you're far better off uh, and, uh, because you're going to live. And, just, and you know it's true. Um, it's, it's, it's rust and moths. It's, it's, it's thieves that come in. Uh, it's, you know, you had a new car and now it's not new. Uh, you know, you got a, a new house and now it's not new and things fall apart and it never ends. It's money, 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 money. Uh, but guess what? Um, it's just like that and we're going to be in heaven. We're going to spend a lot more time in heaven uh, than we are in this flesh. Uh, and if you don't really believe that, you will struggle your entire life. And, 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 and it's not a cop-out. You know, we have, there's people today that live, uh, you know, the simple, they get little tiny houses, uh, or they live, uh, uh, you know, in a, you know, a little pull-behind camper, or they live in tents, and, uh, and, and they're just, they're trying to, I don't even know what the, 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 the verbiage is uh, with that, uh, but they're, oh, minimalists. They're minimalists. And there's people that live that way, and, and uh, uh, some of them will, they're just going to work real hard till they're like 25, 30, save, you know, eat ramen noodles and, uh, and, and sock away every little bit so that they can retire at 25 on uh, whatever they got uh, and just uh, travel around in uh, backpacks and whatever and doing that. And so there's, there's a mentality that does that. There's also a mentality uh, that some Christians have who are lazy, um, where contentedness in biblical a biblical view of money and finances and all that kind of stuff, um, they, they use the fact to be lazy. God says if you don't work, you don't eat. Are you following me? So th- there's balance in all those things. But you shouldn't be laboring for riches. God forbids it. Uh, and uh, you should be content with what you have uh, because the Word of God teaches it and God commands it. Uh, and we need to set our affections on things above. If I don't set my affections on things above, uh, am I, it's not just wrong, it's sin. Uh, 
Why? Because it's a command. Have not I commanded thee? That's why I wish that phrase uh, was over and over and over and over in the Bible. Uh, because God does command us uh, in, those, in those aspects. So uh, he says, this book shall not depart out of thy mouth. Uh, he's, he, and he says, you shall meditate day and night. Uh, it speaks to a steadfastness, number one. Uh, number two, a, a submission uh, where God says, thou shalt observe, mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Uh, the average Christian reads the Bible is a, like, like beholding their natural face in a glass, the Bible says, and then they walk away uh, unchanged. We read it. We don't retain it. Uh, we read it in passing. We skip over. Been there, done that. How many of you? Uh, I've done that. As I'm reading my Bible, yada, 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 read this uh, before uh, and get down to something else. Uh, you, ever, you ever say this in your spirit? This is a boring part of the Bible. This is a boring part. Whenever I think that, I'm, just, I'm, I'm waiting for God to zap me. Uh, because if it's in the Bible, it's in there for a purpose. And all that stuff, uh, like, just, just go home tonight and, and just, just dig into Leviticus. Just dig in. Uh, and, uh, and, and every time you, you think to yourself, what good is this to me? You pray and ask God to forgive you uh, because it's there. It's His Word. It's the law. Uh, and, it, and, and God says uh, to Joshua that it, you should meditate on it day and night steadfastness in it, and then a submission to it, not just to, not just to hear it, or, uh, but not just be hearers of the word, but doers also, a submission to it. And then, of course, the success uh, is promised of God, which is a spiritual success, uh, not just a, a monetary or material success. So what does it mean to meditate uh, on the Bible? Um, I remember uh, having that question when I was in uh, Bible college. Because for me, meditation was like Eastern religion stuff uh, and, you know, uh, and, uh, and doing all those. Or uh, I, I understood meditation could be just to, uh, to close your eyes and to breathe. Uh, I just read a book not too long ago. Uh, it's, it's called Four Seconds. Uh, and four seconds is the amount of time it takes for you to uh, take a nice deep breath and, uh, and exhale that breath. Uh, and the idea is, is that you need to delay um, your response to people, uh, et cetera, and, and take, those, take those four seconds. Uh, when I was younger, it took 10 seconds. Remember that commercial? Uh, and uh, stop, count to 10 before you grab a hold of your children. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but now, apparently, uh, we've cut it down to four. Uh, and, uh, and just taking a nice deep breath and thinking through some things. Four seconds to change uh, the direction or the behavior uh, that you're going to do. So meditation uh, could be that. Um, I've sat, uh, I haven't done this for a long time, sat in a deer stand from sun up till sun, uh, sundown. Uh, and when the deer ain't moving, you do a whole lot of meditating, just thinking, being still. We have that as a theme uh, in our church just a couple years, being still uh, and listening. Uh, we, we just, we, we have a hard time doing that. We can't sit still. Uh, we, can't, we can't read the Bible without our mind going in a hundred different directions. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't put your devices down. Uh, we're addicted to them, and and you just you just see it all the time. Uh, myself included. Just got to put them. Just got to put them down. Turn them off. Put them away. Uh, and we'll we need to be more proactive in that. By the way, uh, and perhaps uh, a good thing to do uh, at one one at one point during this next year, not to give away our theme, we're gonna uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about what to do with with our families, uh, and uh, turning those things off. 
Um, it's one thing where you, you go and you see, um, like the sea, okay, Seahawks, are, everybody know the Seahawks are playing tonight? Uh, and uh, so we went uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, and Grady and Will, we got, uh, Brother Springer got his tickets. We went to go see the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Uh, and, uh, and at one point during there, they, they must do this all the time, uh, they just, they play music, and then they ask everybody to turn their phones on, their flashlights on their phones. And uh, remember when you just when you had to carry like a big old flashlight, uh, and uh, uh, but now every uh, every phone, and so you've got however many thousands of people that are in that stadium, and everybody's got a phone. Everybody's turning their their flashlights on and just waving around. It's just uh, it's an amazing thing to see. Uh, but you see people. Um, uh, There's a picture not too long ago of when one of the popes uh, they were. Uh, installing a pope or whatever, and all the crowd was outside the Vatican waiting for you know the smoke signals to go up and all the things that they do. And everybody is taking a picture of the crowd waiting for uh, the news on who the pope was. Uh, and uh, and then they showed a picture of several back when the last pope was uh, was brought out, uh, and it's like all these people, like the whole crowd. You see it. Everybody's got their phones up. We can't put them down. Uh, we're we are absolutely completely distracted. Uh, and we think the things that are going to make us successful um, are those devices, is the busyness, uh, is the hustle and bustle, it's, 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 it's working uh, and putting in the time uh, in, 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 in going the extra mile. Uh, but that might, that might get you uh, money. And by the way, uh, lost people make money. Uh, it rains on the just and the unjust. And there are a lot of people who are on their way to hell that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they're rolling in money. And they are successful uh, in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of their friends. Um, there's nothing wrong uh, with, uh, with you saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm just not about making money. Uh, I'm about developing my personal walk with the Lord. I'm about, I'm about spending time with Him. I'm about getting to, getting to know him. Uh, remember, um, uh, let's say when you were courting your, 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 your future spouse and, and you couldn't spend enough time with them, uh, you, would, you would quit your job uh, just, just so you could spend uh, a few extra minutes and, uh, and on and on. I mean, you would, uh, you would do all this. Thing. Now, uh, we've left our first love. We don't want to spend time with God like we should. But he says that is the key to success. So meditation, meditating on God's Word. So I was taught as I read a, a verse, let's take, for example, uh, verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Um, I was taught to, to kind of read it uh, in different ways. Uh, I, I might say, uh, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. What, shall, what won't depart out of my mouth? Well, the book of the law. Uh, the book of the what? The book of the law shall not what? It shall not depart. Not depart out of what? Out of my mouth. It's different than memorizing. Uh, it is meditating on the words and thinking about them. And here's the, here's the acrostic that I want to give you, and we're almost done. Uh, it's the acrostic REAP, R-E-A-P. Um, this, is what, this is what I do. Um, I'm going to read uh, the text. Ain't nothing wrong with reading your Bible. You ought to read it and read it and read it. Um, and by the way, you should read it more than you read any other books. All right? And uh, don't tell me uh, you don't have time to read your Bible when you're reading six, some 600-page novel uh, that's not going to help you be a better husband, wife, Christian, anything. It's just entertaining you. Um, you'd be much better off putting that down and picking up your Bible. 
Uh, don't, don't panic when we say we're going to have a 90-day uh, Bible reading challenge because you, you, you can't figure out how you're going to find the time. <laughs> Every single person in this room got the time to read their Bible one hour a day. So you don't know my schedule. I know you're a human being, and I know you waste a whole lot of time. And if you want to get serious about it, we can sit down and we can go through your schedule, and I will find you a lot of time. Okay? So if you really, really believe you do not have enough time to read your Bible in 90 days, you truly, honestly believe that, I want you to set up an appointment with me, and, uh, and we'll figure it out. I promise you, 100%, 100% guarantee you uh, that you that you have the time. You just you just might not want to spend that time doing that, and that's really when it comes down to it uh, in uh, in uh, this uh, challenge. And uh, and as it fits into our theme, we'll talk about read R. Read the text. Get in the Bible. Read it, uh, and uh, and do what you've got to do to help you with your retention. Um, some people. Uh, you know, um, need background noise. That helps them. It, it hurts me. I can't have stuff. If I'm reading, I can't have stuff going on uh, in the background. I've never understood that people who study for things and they got to have the stereo playing, music playing, um, you know, more power to you. Uh, I got to have like quiet. <laughs> and, and, the, and then there are times where uh, I, have to, I have to purposely focus on the actual word on the page. This book of the law shall not, and, and focus on the words. Because if I don't, uh, my mind's going to wander in something I've got to do, some place I've got to go. Uh, and by the way, when you read your Bible uh, and you have a Bible reading time, that should be all you're concerned about. Um, forget everything else and you focus on reading uh, the Word of God. Letter E, examine uh, in order to understand. So not to just read it, but now I'm going to examine it uh, and dig into it. Uh, it might help you. Uh, to get a, um, some type of a commentary, uh, but you don't need it. I'll just put that out there. You don't need it. You can read the Bible, and, and, and the Holy Spirit of God can help you and teach you. Uh, and, but if you struggle with those things, uh, then you... Uh, somebody came to me earlier today after this uh, service and said, um, I just really appreciated uh, the message today, and, but you said a couple of words today, and I didn't, I didn't know what those words were, uh, and, I, and, and I, I couldn't write them down fast enough. And I said, well, what words are... They couldn't remember what words they were. Uh, and, uh, and so that's... Sometimes we miss stuff. We got to look it up. So say, I, don't, I can't read my King James Bible. It's too hard for me to get a dictionary. Uh, and, and by the way, many of the modern English versions have harder words in them than the King James Bible. Uh, it's, a, it's a lie straight from the pits of hell uh, that you got to make the Bible easier for you to read. What you need uh, is to just read it. Uh, and, uh, and if there, you come across a word that you don't know, then, uh, then look it up. I saw somebody say uh, today uh, on social media they're playing some kind of game to where uh, you've got to pick one word for them. It has to do with like the New Year's and stuff, one word that would describe them. Uh, and, uh, and, it had, and it has to start with the first letter of your own name. Uh, and uh, and I, I try to find, I, I search, what's the biggest word that starts with R? Couldn't find one. I found one, the biggest one in the English language, uh, starts with a P. Uh, I couldn't tell you what it is, uh, and, uh, but it has to do with uh, some kind of disease and, uh, and volcanoes, and uh, it's like super long word. And I, I want to say, well, um, preacher, and then get, put the P one on there, uh, and I didn't. Uh, but that was a word, and, and you know there is a name uh, of an actual chemical makeup 
that will take you three and a half hours to pronounce it. And, uh, and, uh, and so I, I looked up and they had a little kind of like big, huge paragraph of it. Uh, and apparently somewhere there's a video uh, of somebody who is actually saying that word. If I saw that word or that P word that I saw or a lot of words. In fact, I have a thing on my, uh, my computer called dictionary.com. And when I don't know a word, I type it in there. And, and guess what happens? It gives you a definition. And now you know. In fact, uh, we need to be students uh, of that and learn uh, new words and be able to communicate uh, more effectively. So you read the text, you examine it in order to understand, then A, apply the text to your life. So as I read Joshua 1.8 about meditating on God's word, this book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth. What God was telling Joshua is that everything you say you keep it in your heart. Bible says what comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. Uh, but we should, we should speak, we should, we should talk about the Bible, we should think about the Bible uh, in God's words. It should be, we should desire it, the scriptures say, more than our necessary food. Um, I've been dieting and eating this way and that way, and I've been doing that for a long time. It's not working. Uh, and, uh, uh, but when you're dieting, all you can think about is food. Like, what's the next time, when's, when is the next time I'm eating and what am I going to eat? And as you think about food, food, food all the time. And, and there are some things that you, you crave and, and, and desire to have. Perhaps they're your, your favorite things. And you know what I'm talking about. You just, you just got to have that. Um, and, we, and we seldom feel that way about the Bible. When God says we should desire it more than we desire our necessary food. Uh, we just, uh, you know, we, you know, we get hungry. And the minute we get hungry, we want to feed that flesh. But we don't hunger and thirst uh, after God and the things of God like we should. We, I know we do, and, uh, and we're Christians and we're in church. Uh, but, but you need to understand that God, God wants you to, to, to want it more. He wants you to desire Him more. He wants You say, I, I, I pray for four hours a day. Well, praise God. God wants you to pray longer. You say, is, is, is enough ever enough with God? No. Nope. And we can always be better. We can always draw closer. And it should be the, the desire of our heart to, uh, to, to get to know Him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. Uh, and that was Paul's motive. That was his number one priority. And it should be that uh, in our life. Apply, to the, apply the text to my life. What does it mean for me? I need to meditate on it. The words of my mouth. God says that the, uh, the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be what? Acceptable. In thy sight, I should I should be I should be oozing Bible. You should be the person where where you show up to the the family Christmas gathering, and you can't stop talking about Luke chapter number two. Hey, did you know? Did you know this? Did you know that the wise men and you could go back into Matthew and on and on and you just talk why? Because you just love the Bible. If you love the Seahawks, you talk about them over turkey. We talk about stuff that we love, that we're interested in. Uh, and when, when I find a Christian who can't talk about the Bible, it's a surefire, I draw a surefire conclusion uh, that they're not interested in the Bible. I say, well, but maybe they're not as interested as you are or uh, the next person. We can't compare ourselves amongst ourselves. Um, you just ask, God, are you satisfied uh, with the amount of time I spend with you? You ask the Lord that tonight when we pray. God, am I giving you enough of my time? 
And then you just wait for the Holy Spirit to answer. And I guarantee you, uh, you could be the most spiritual person in this room and, and, you just, uh, and you spend eight hours a day on your knees in your prayer closet uh, and God's going to say, no, I want, I want more of you. I want more time with you. Uh, you say, man, just, that seems like an impossible thing. No, it's just, you just want to. You just want to be better. You just want to get to know Him. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and when, you're at, when you're at work, you just can't wait to get off work so you can read your Bible. You just can't wait to get, not, not wait to get home so that you can watch your favorite television program, but you can grab that Bible and read it and just fellowship uh, with God. That should be what we want. Uh, and when it isn't, uh, we, we, have to, we have to examine that in our heart. Read the text. Examine uh, in order to understand. Apply that text to my life. And what does it mean for me? And that I need to meditate. And I need to do it day and night. Uh, and, 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 and not let the words uh, depart out of my mouth. And, and, and not just, uh, and not just you know, read them, observe them, but observe to do. Not just read it on the page, but how, does it, how can I live that out that day? Which leads me to the fourth letter and the last one that's with P, and that's prayer. Praying. So you, let's say you read Joshua 1, uh, and, you, and, and by the way, you don't need to be, if you're reading your, through the Bible in 90, 90 days, you're going to read, read a lot of Bible. And you're going to spend time on it. And if you're not careful, uh, you'll be speed reading because you want to keep your time uh, and uh, there might be something that got, kept you from the Bible, and there might be something uh, that you want to get to in your life or need to get to, uh, and, you'll go, and you'll go quick, and you'll kind of miss the whole point and all that. Uh, so God's concerned more about the, 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 the meditation of it uh, than, than the you know, micro-machine man reading of it in uh, just that, that cursory reading. God will bless it because it's the Word of God. And you might not know exactly what you're getting, but you're getting something because God has a promise attached to His Word. Uh, but when you stop and meditate, maybe pick a few verses. Don't take on a whole chapter or you know, 10, uh, but you just kind of ruminate uh, on maybe this one verse in verse number 8, and you write it down on an index card or you put it on a note on your, uh, on your phone, and you think about it. You meditate on it and what it means. And, uh, and you, might be, you might be sitting in some seminar uh, at work and they're, uh, and they're giving you uh, all these tips about how to be successful and you're thinking, I know the way to be successful. Uh, and that's getting in my Bible and meditating on the Word of God day and night. That means all the time. Uh, and and it, it should be front of mind uh, and in our hearts. Uh, the Bible says, I, I, I hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, it's, how I, it's how I stay pure. It's how I, it's how I be successful. It's all about the Bible, but, uh, but we don't pick it up. And so I hope that's not the case with you. Uh, and it was, it was the key. Um, God told Joshua, there's not, there's not a man that's going to be able to stand against you. Be strong and of a good courage that thou mayest observe the law, uh, the word of God, and you get in it and you make it Everything that comes out of your mouth, Joshua, should proceed from the, uh, from the, from the Word of God. Uh, and that's how you lead, and that's how you'll be successful. And it's not just to, not just to beat uh, giants in the land, uh, but that you can be close to me uh, and, and love me with all your heart, soul, and might. Uh, and, uh, and so real true biblical Christianity, like I mentioned this morning, we can discuss all the things that, uh, you know, uh, your opinion, my opinion about what we should do, whatever, but... But it's, it is not a, an apathetic, lethargic, 
don't spend any time with God, go to church, you know, once every four weeks, um, you know, uh, pick your Bible up while you're at church and never pick it up again till the next week. Prayer, uh, not just, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, but it's prayer closet prayer uh, and, uh, and what we call consecrated, devoted Christianity in 2020 is nothing compared to what it was. And some of the most successful people uh, in all of history, uh, from a faith standpoint, churches, pastors, uh, were men that spent hours every single day uh, in prayer. Uh, Brother Don Green uh, in Lansing, Michigan, uh, pastored, I guess it's a Guinness World um, Book of Records, is that how you say that? Uh, for pastoring one church, it was like 65 years or something like that. Might be a little bit longer. And, uh, and he pastored Lansing, Michigan. His son now pastors that church. Uh, and uh, and he, he prayed uh, and still does. Like if you were to get in a car with him, he's like 150 years old. Uh, and uh, and he, would, he would just sit. Um, he, can't, he can't drive anymore. But if you're going to drive from, you know, uh, from here to Spokane, um, he'd, be, he'd be, have his prayer list out. He'd be praying the whole time. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to turn the radio on because you know that your man's praying. Uh, and that's, why, that's how you pastor a church for 65 years. That's, that's how you have, um, you know, I think every one of his children, sons and daughters in full-time ministry, serving God uh, and, uh, and, and the heritage. Why? Uh, because he was just legit. He just walked with God. And, and, and it's impo- it was important to him. So how can, you, how can you pray four, five, six, eight hours a day uh, in, in, um, in pastor a church? He did, and and uh, and uh, and and love him. He's a great a great man of God. What do you got to do? Got to get in your Bible. Got to love your Bible, and you got to meditate on it. Don't just read it. Meditate, uh, and just work at that tonight. Just ask God as we pray in a moment. Just ask Him, God, uh, am I am I as close to you as I ought to be? And then ask Him, uh, do I read my Bible enough? Holy Spirit, do I read the Bible enough? And then stop for a second and then let God speak to you. And, uh, and we all know what the answer uh, is going to be. Let's all stand tonight with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And-